Physician assistants and nurse practitioners have the unique ability to change specialties and practice within all fields of medicine. How do they competently and safely move from one specialty to another? You're listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Lisa DeAndre, your host, and with me today is Candace Kane. Candace is a physician assistant and the founder and CEO of Clinical Concepts, a preceptorship program to assist PAs and NPs in specialty transitioning. Today we are discussing the PA-NP transition from specialty practice. Hi, Candace. Welcome to ReachMD. Hi, Lisa. Candace, could you start by explaining how physician assistants and nurse practitioners have the mobility to switch from one specialty to another? Uh, yes. Actually, we have the ability based on our guidelines that we can go from one specialty to another as long as we have completed an accredited program. Although after we've graduated, there isn't anything set in stone that we can obtain education or experience into a specialty from another until Clinical Concepts was developed. So how does Clinical Concepts work? What we do is we match someone, and when I say someone, I'm speaking of nurse practitioners or PAs that are wishing to transition into another specialty, something that they do not have experience in, with someone who is actually practicing in that specialty. So if someone contacted Clinical Concepts and say, for instance, they had five, six years in family medicine and wanted to go to a more specialized field such as cardiology, there would be some transition for them. They would have seen patients that certainly had cardiac disorders in family medicine, but they did not actually treat them specifically for those disorders by certain testing and medications. So what they would do is they'd go and work with a nurse practitioner or a PA who was working in cardiology specifically and just spend the time with them, learning the pearls that they've learned over the years, learning certain testing they do, rounding on hospital patients, seeing patients in clinic, learning specific exam techniques, and also obtaining the knowledge that they learned of what works for that patient. How is this different from PA or MP clinical rotations? Not very different, honestly. In school, we do have to obtain rotations. I would say the main difference is that this is a more specialized rotation in the fact that you know exactly this specialty is the one you're going into. Many times as students, we're mainly concerned with obtaining our hours. We're not quite sure what we're going into upon graduation, so we're getting the basics. With this type of rotation, you are learning that specialty in detail with the fact that you're taking it to practice and perform those test on patients. Why not enter a residency program? That's a good point. They do have some residency programs available. They're more specific for surgical training, but to do a residency program, you're going to have to dedicate about a year to 12 months of your life, and you're going to have to travel to that location. I am only aware of two to three programs that are available postgraduate for residencies, and that would require you being away from your family, away from your home for that amount of time. You would make a small salary, but many times as individuals that have become professionals in this field, we've already developed a home, a family, requirements that would not allow us to be out of our type of work for that period of time. So let's say that I've been a clinician for five years but I've practiced solely in family medicine, and now I want to practice orthopedic surgery. How does Clinical Concepts help me? 
Well, I would pair you with a provider in orthopedic surgery. You would go to their normal daily practice, so you would travel to their clinic, and hopefully with the amount of preceptors we have in the U.S., I would be able to match you closely to your own home location, and you would work with that individual strictly on a one-on-one basis. You would round with that person, see consult patients, go over diagnostic imaging, MRI, CT scan, x-rays, see different exam techniques on the patients, and then determine which treatment protocol would best fit that patient. So you've got their attention one-on-one to ask them very specifically, why did you choose this medication over this medication? Why did your next step include a CT scan versus MRI? And so you can take that knowledge and apply it to your patients in orthopedics. And how long is this process? It is tailored for you is how we describe clinical concepts programs because you can do the preceptorship for as long as you're able to. Most people, like we said before, are already practicing professionals who are going to be spending vacation time or are actually transitioning into a new specialty. So generally we see about a week to two weeks. Does anyone get hired into the practices that they rotate through? Oh, yes. I have many physicians and facilities that have contacted us to act as preceptors to also hire the individual. They want to make sure, specifically when we're talking about specialties and people not having the experience in that specialty, the physicians would like to know that the person has the interest and that they're going to stay in that specialty. I'll give you an example of a pain management physician who contacted us because he had obtained a nurse practitioner through a recruiting agency. Everything went really well, but one week into her position, she did not like the specialty itself, and so she turned in her notice. And that left both the physician and that nurse practitioner kind of at a a state of array because they both had to start over. Had they been able to do the preceptorship program, then the physician would have been able to show the nurse practitioner exactly what entailed that specific specialty. They would have gotten to know each other on a longer-term basis than a two- to three-hour interview. And in turn, that nurse practitioner in the deceptive position, they would know what they were getting into. They would know whether or not that specialty was truly for them after being in it for a week to two weeks. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Lisa DeAndre, and I'm speaking with Candace Kane, founder and CEO of Clinical Concepts, a preceptorship program to assist PAs and MPs in specialty transition. So, Candace, we've seen a trend of the advanced practice clinicians following the MDs into specialty practice. Do you think that starting in a specialty is a good idea, and how hard is it for them to transition later if they want to move into primary care medicine? I think it is a good idea. I think it's a necessary idea. So many physicians that are specialty-based are needing the assistance of mid-levels or clinicians to help them with their practice. I myself went straight into a specialty from school, and it would be very difficult for me to transition into family medicine without having some step to take towards going into that. Right now, I don't practice family medicine. I'm in a surgical specialty, and if I had to treat a hypertensive diabetic patient, there would be a learning curve for me. When hiring a PA or MP into a new specialty, what should the expectations of the physician consist of? That's a very good question. Many times physicians hire PAs and nurse practitioners with the understanding that because we are who we are and we've had the training that we've had, that we are prepared for the new specialty. Although we may have practiced in something else for four or five years prior to joining their practice, 
I think that the physicians understand that there is a learning curve, but yet if a physician is adding a provider to their practice, ultimately they're busy and they need the help, so they don't have a lot of time to spend to get that provider up to speed within their specialty. I have found physicians that have contacted me and ask that we provide the training for their new provider in the clinic during the time that they're waiting to get the credentialing to set forth. Um, as you know, it takes one to two months to get all the paperwork necessary to be completed so that they can actually start working in the facility. And that is a really good time for them to do the clinical concepts preceptorship because they can work with a PA or nurse practitioner learning some of the tricks of the trade to take back to that specialty. And have you found that a week or two weeks is enough time to learn the new specialty? Ultimately, I would say you'd need more time. However, when you consider what we are and what we're actually doing, it is sufficient. It provides a working base knowledge. It is not going to make them technically proficient in skills and have them ready to start the practice without any further training from their physician, but it will provide them a very strong working-based knowledge to build upon. Remember, we're all licensed individuals. We've all had the training at one point. We just need that extra brushing up, that revamping, if you will. It seems a little scary that a PA or MP could be working in pediatrics today and scrub in for a bypass in the morning. I understand that they have this flexibility But how do you feel about that in regards to patient care? I find it to be scary myself, and I hope that that's not really what's happening. I hope that if someone is going from family medicine to CV surgery, that before they actually scrub in for a case to do the vein harvesting or assist in that case, they've had some bridge to gap the experience they did not have. I would hope they wouldn't go from Friday into family medicine Monday scrubbing into surgery. I think that it needs to be a knowledge there based on all parties, on the providers, the physicians, and the patient expectations that we are able to do that, but it is a transition for us, and there is going to be a learning curve. Some facilities have also contacted clinical concepts when they're credentialing a new provider for a surgical specialty in the hopes that they can attend one of the preceptorship programs just to kind of give them a little more information and help bridge that gap. Yeah, I know that some of the PA specialties have started some specialty recognition training as well. Do you think that's a good idea? And how do you feel about specialty certification? I think that it is a good idea when we're talking about going into new specialties. However, I would hope, and I'm a little fearful, that it may come into play in the future that it's a requirement before we can do any type of specialty transitioning. And I think that that might hurt our profession. If we had to attend a residency program, for instance, that was 12 months to 24 months to change specialties that would significantly decrease the availability of PAs and nurse practitioners for some physicians that are needing specialty trained extenders. Because if you have a practice that you've done for five or six years, I know it would be extremely difficult for me to quit work move, go to a residency program for 12 to 24 months just to be able to change specialties. So I myself would probably stay in the specialty that I was in, thereby making our variety much hindered. And so I hope that it does not come into the future that it's a requirement for us. I think that would hurt our profession. But I do foresee that we're going to have to provide some form of specialty training. And I think that starting clinical concepts is a good start for us. What are the most common specialty changes that you see? Interesting. 
interesting enough, I was surprised when I started clinical concepts. I expected to see more of the surgical subspecialties, but actually, my I'd say my top three recommended rotations are emergency medicine, dermatology, and as a matter of fact, family medicine, internal medicine. I do find that I get calls from people who stopped practice to take administrative positions, to start families, things like that, and they're wanting to go back into practice. And so they want just a general family medicine rotation. And how do we get more information about clinical concepts? We have a website online. It's www.clinicalconceptsllc.com. And anyone can email me directly. It is uh, ccain, C-C-A-I-N, at clinicalconceptsllc.com. I want to thank our guest, Candace Kane, for coming on the show. I'm Lisa DeAndre, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at reachmd.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. Or call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888-MD-XM-157. And thanks for listening. This is Dr. James Crow, Professor of Microbiology and Immunology at Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee. You're listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals.